0: Welcome to the O'Reilly Podcast. I'm Courtney Allen, Editor for Security and Networking. I'm here today with Nathan Moore, CDN Architect at StackPath. We're here to talk about intelligent caching, CDNs, and security. Welcome to the show, Nathan.
1: Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Well, we're going to start off today with a discussion about caching. Could you start me off by telling me exactly what caching is?
1: Absolutely. Love to. So the way that the modern web works is that it's not. Back in the old days, everyone would put up their own page. They'd host it somewhere, and then you would just count the hits as they popped up. But in the modern world, as we have to scale up, as we have to get bigger, as we have to serve more and more pages and more and more people, the need to be able to handle more than just your individual page has has come up. And the idea behind a cache is: well, you have a choice. You can either serve that page yourself or you can go out to use, take advantage of what's called a proxy, a proxy being a server that sits between the end user and the web page the end user wants to see. And the idea is if that proxy can cache the content that's coming from the origin, then that end user never has to talk to the origin, can always talk to the cache. And so the higher what we call the cache hit ratio, the more requests can be served directly from that proxy, the less and less and less work the origin has to do. And as a result, origins can now scale a lot better. The web in general can run much faster and end users wind up being much happier.
0: Great. Right. To continue that conversation of scale, when and why should organizations consider leveraging caching?
1: So for most Applications on the internet, it's pretty common knowledge at this point that if you're a web application developer, you only have a few seconds and that after it's something like in the order of three seconds, you've lost roughly half your audience. They literally will click away if your site does not load pretty much instantaneously. So it's always a big, gigantic battle as you add more and more features to your application. Well, it will naturally get slower and slower. There's more to evaluate before you can return a result. And so there's this huge demand for any technologies that can accelerate the performance of a website because you're trying to hit within that three-second target. Uh, Caching is a fantastic technology to achieve that.
0: Great. What are some signs that caching alone isn't enough to manage scale at the front end?
1: So... Engineering is, of course, about numbers. And if you don't have numbers, it's very, very, you you basically have opinion. And as a result, you want to be able to have done some benchmarking work beforehand to determine what numbers can your web application hit? How many requests per second can it handle? How many simultaneous users can it handle? How many connections can it handle? And you want to have an understanding of, as the more connections you have is the more users you have your site will naturally start to slow and often it will do so nonlinearly so you hit a knee in the performance curve and this is why you benchmark this is why you know the exact number at which point that's going to happen. So as you start caching is you're trying to change and shift the shape of this performance curve. And so you have to be very, very careful because you can absolutely hit a point where either you have run out of things to cache or your cache hit ratio is so low that your origin winds up getting overwhelmed despite having a caching layer in front of it. So you need the numbers in front of you to know when that's going to occur.
0: Interesting. What are CDNs?
1: So when the need for caching has been obvious for from the very, very early days of the web. And if you go back to the early RFCs that defined the HTTP protocol, you see all kinds of references to caching technologies, caching headers, and... um, other information about what should a proxy be allowed to do with uh, with content it's supposed to cache, you know, how long it should be, what's caching, po- caching policy should be for that. So the idea behind a CDN is actually a very old one. It's been in relatively recent years that CDNs have gotten really, really good and have gotten the technology down sufficiently well that they can offer an experience to genuinely, legitimately make the web a faster and nicer place. So part of what it is doing is, yes, you have a big proxy server. It's an HTTP server that sits between the end user running whatever web browser they please and the origin, which is running whatever origin software you please, whether that's, you know, Apache, Nginx or IIS, you name it. And the idea behind a CDN is, well, I should be able to have a proxy not just in one location. I should be able to have proxies scattered all around the globe. Should be, I should have one in every single content. I should have one pretty much wherever it is that my end users happen to be. So in order to do that, you need the big, gigantic network of these proxies, and you need some technologies to be able to steer traffic from the end user to the closest physical POP to them. POP is point of presence, by the way. And so CDNs, one of the ways in which they'll compete is they'll say, well, I have 50 POPs, I have 100 POPs, what have you. And the idea being the more POPs you have, the closer and Any random pop is going to be to any random end user and therefore or latency and therefore better experience because you're going to get the content that much faster. So the CDN has the network part of this down. It also has the content part of this down and it has the delivery part of this down.
0: Great. So far, we've been primarily discussing performance here but you've got to focus not only on performance, but also on security. Could you talk to me about some of the common trade-offs between speed and security at the front end?
1: Absolutely, thank you. That's that's a very, very good question. Uh, so the CDN industry is slowly, slowly maturing and we are all busy adding in new features. Uh, so one of the things that's come up in recent years is the idea that, well, a content delivery network shouldn't just deliver content, it should also be actively engaged in securing that content and making sure It only goes to the end users that I want it to go to and not to malicious end users. And it also has to be able to protect the customer's origin server. One of the problems with the older generations of CDNs is, well, they were very happy to act as a general proxy, so they forward any request onto the origin. But... What if that request is malformed or is junk or is somebody on the other end which is deliberately pushing their traffic bill higher than it should be? How can you possibly protect the origin from this sort of malicious activity? So there's this clear need in the marketplace right now, which StackPath has stepped into to enable secure content delivery. And so part of that is understanding where and how to encrypt the content, because obviously if somebody does sniff it, you want it unintelligible to them. And modern cryptography is very good with this. this is, so we, we have SSL deployed pretty much everywhere and along the full path, if that's what the end user specifies. The other one, uh, little side note about SSL, one of the problems with SSL is that it has a processing overhead associated with it. And so part of the value proposition is that a company like StackPath should be able to offload not just the ability to have security, but offload all of the side effects of that security. In other words, we better perform while it is that we are serving encrypted content. We better do that very, very well. So that's part of it. The other part that I talked about was how to protect the origin. And so this is where things like uh, WEFs, so a web application firewall, start to come in because we want to be able to dynamically view the requests flowing past and be able to dynamically determine, well, what's a legitimate request, what's illegitimate, what is a bot, what is uh, the request request. Coming from a country that you do not want to serve or something that you are suspicious of. So you want to be able to apply all these policies and all these filtering rules and do so dynamically before they even hit the origin in the first place. So this is sort of why there's this need all of a sudden for a very secure CDN, which is a relatively new creature.
0: Sure. You just touched upon some of the overhead associated with SSL, and ultimately there's this conundrum between security and performance that we hear about this idea of one or the other, and it seems like what you're saying is that that's not entirely accurate.
1: Very good question. Yeah, the the old old joke back from the bad old days is that the only secure computer is the one that's turned off with the network cable and plug, <laughs> right? Because if it's <laughs> it's of course completely useless. There's nothing it do, but obviously at the same time, it's very secure. No one can get into it. No one can sniff any data coming from it. Nobody can attack it. So you're absolutely right that historically uh, performance and usability and security are are sort of considered relatively opposites of each other, or maybe, uh, you know, they point in different directions. So this has been a very difficult design challenge because we want to make sure in order to break that down, we have to hit the sweet spot. There has to be an optimum balance between the usability and the security. And so we've worked very, very hard to make that very apparent by doing a, a combining all the products together. So I've already mentioned the WAF, I've mentioned the edge servers, I've mentioned the network. And part of the problems is they all have to work in concert and in harmony with each other. So if you cannot, if you over optimize one part of the serving stack, then that can have negative consequences down in other parts of the serving stack because you've over-optimized the system. So you very much need a balanced approach to that. So getting the balance correct is a very, very difficult engineering challenge as it was very, very tough to do. I like to think that we got it right. Uh, and I, I can point to a lot of uh, you know details about that between how it is that we're actually scaling. So I can absolutely go into details about how it is that the hardware works and how it is that the system is a Whole is put together but uh, you know I don't I don't want to waste your time or turn off too many viewers by getting too technical too quick
0: No I think it's a, a delicate line that so many people are walking uh, trying to find the balance between security and performance and it's certainly uplifting to hear that um, there's a lot of people working on finding that balance and making products available to users that can offer both what is on the horizon for front-end security and performance?
1: very very good question so a couple of things i'm going to mention off the top of my head is there have been a number of very high profile denial of service attacks recently uh, and this is a very very big concern this is a major major problem if denial of service attacks go on with no response to them meaning the number of them increases and they continue to take down major major parts of the internet infrastructure then the internet becomes useless because if you can't get to your content, you know, there's no sense in being on the internet. So, this is a major, major concern. So, stuff that's sort of coming down through the pipeline is you start to ask yourself, well, what is it that I can do to help mitigate against denial of service attacks? And it winds up being, well, the first and obvious answer is, The way denial of service attacks work is you have a huge number of what look like legitimate requests hit a given server or service on the web. So if I have a super server, if I have a server that can handle and absorb this entire attack, then I'm all right. I still have resources available on that server to service the legitimate requests, not just the attacking requests. So part of this is scaling the infrastructure and obviously We've done that. We we have multiple POPs globally and many, many servers within the POP. But you can also get a little bit more clever because you say, well, I'm also interested in protecting the protocol itself. And you have multiple protocols, right? We have the TCP protocol to handle the connections. So we have uh, technologies and techniques to start dealing with TCP level attacks. But you also have HTTP level attack. So you you can have this come up at a higher level in the technical stack. And this is what I was talking about earlier about things like the WAF all of a sudden become a very big deal that we need to be able to protect the assets by identifying and denying illegitimate uh, requests. So this is very much on the forefront, and I think you'll very quickly see some more uh, technologies come out in order to uh, address these sort of things. I think it's going to happen very, very fast.
0: I think everyone is there hoping with you that that's an entirely accurate uh, reality in the near future. I would like to turn our attention now. There's a free report available for download on the StackPath website, and it's about intelligent caching. Could you tell me a little bit about the report?
1: Absolutely. So as a cache, there's a lot of uh, definitional things that we have to worry about. There's a lot of background information to understand how an HTTP cache works. There's a lot that you have to understand about the HTTP headers and the like, which is, uh, you know, fortunately a little bit complex. And so uh, we've been very, very happy to sponsor this particular report because it does a fantastic job of breaking down the basics and showing what it is that you need know to make an intelligent decision into how you can blend caching into your own web application. It's a lot more fun than reading the RFCs, I can promise you that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lovely. Well, it was so great speaking with you today, Nathan. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to do this.
1: Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, For listeners who would like to learn more about intelligent caching, CDNs, and front-end security, more information can be found on the StackPath website.